What's up, LA? It's me, your host, Casey Diaz of the Shot Collar Podcast. I know it's been a minute, but that's on purpose. That's how we roll here. Hey, listen, uh, we're going to be talking about some serious issues here today on this episode of Community Check. That's right, Community Check. Now, what do I mean by community check? Oh, it's exactly what it sounds like. Checking your community. Being aware of your surroundings. Being proactive in what goes on in your neighborhood. You know, there's so much problems right now um, in the U.S. right now. I don't want to focus on all of them. Obviously, there's a lot of them. But I wanted to focus on well, where do we fit in in this whole big giant picture? How how does one group of people or, or an individual, how does an individual make a change? How does an individual make a difference when it comes to community, to your community, where you live? You know, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff out there. But I ran into this video that... Uh, this gentleman posted on TikTok, and um, it's a guy, and, and he's walking around a very popular um, community in Venice, California, Venice Beach, California, uh, namely Abbott Kinney. If you've been in Angelino, or if you visited Los Angeles and made your, I don't know what compelled you to go to Venice Beach, but if you ended up there, well, you probably went to the, you know, the little snazzy part of Venice, and that would be Abbott Kinney. It's not that long of a road uh, or a street, rather. It's pretty small. I mean, in, in my eyes, you know, I've been there several times. I have clients there uh, that I've uh, uh, helped out throughout the years. Um, I'd say it's about fairly new when it started to... Uh, you know, uh, hype it up and make it look nice and trendy. It's got its very uh, expensive boutiques and coffee shops and mom and pop stores. Uh, and then you have some big, you know, some big players in there as well. But just so that you could get like a scope of what you're going to be spending. By the way, if you listen to me outside of California and you thought, well, you know, California sounds good. California sounds like I want to go over there and just soak the sun up and, um, you know, I, I want to go check out what's a trendy place to come and live at. And um, if you don't know any better, you would probably look at, you know, online and you would see some pretty darn nice looking pictures of communities throughout the Los Angeles area. Now, mind you, uh, um, I've lived here all my life, and I love Los Angeles. I hate what it looks like right now. But if you are doing your research from another state looking to move here, um, I would say do not take your chances on just doing Internet searches and looking at pictures that the Internet is trying to portray how these neighborhoods look. And the case in point is uh, this small area in Venice called Abbott Kinney. Uh, 
And so I run into this, this, this video on TikTok of this guy, and he sounds and looks a bit distraught, and, and rightly so, because he probably bought a home there, most likely, I don't know, or definitely lives there, probably, I don't know. Uh, but there's concern on his face. There's disappointment on his face. And in this TikTok, he, you know, it's only a, sec, a 60 second video that TikTok allows you to um, to record. So that's all, the only amount allotted for him. And he says, you know, I'm going to I'm going to take you through the trendy streets of Abikini. And as he's going there uh, and he's being sarcastic and uh, the way he made the video and everything. And, you know, but as he turns the corner there is one tent after another tent after another tent, followed by mattresses, chairs, bicycles, um, man, tarps, tarps galore, mattresses all over the place, syringe needles in, in, in stacks. Like any kid could just walk through there and get stuck by not one or two syringe needles, used syringe needles, but by piles. And Abbott Kenny, the average home, I did some little research here. <laughs> Get ready for this. Right now I'm looking at one that is priced at $5.1 million. The estimated sales price is $4.8 million to $5.3 million. This is a house on actually Abbott Kinney. And your backyard, your neighbors are going to be a bunch of tents, a whole lot of mattresses on the sidewalk. So people, listen, they, they, they moved into this place. You think that these people right now that are selling this house for 5.1 are going to get that right now? Like right now? I don't think so. Unless it's somebody that's researching it from out of state or out of the country, and they look at the pictures and go, what a beautiful place. I mean, walking distance from the beach, you know, where do I sign? However, this is why it's so important that if you're coming to Los Angeles, if you're coming to California, and you're planning to move here and settle down here, my recommendation is that you actually fly down here Drive down here and take a look at the neighborhood that you're, you know, researching and the beautiful pictures that are on online all over the place, places like Echo Park, right? That place got gentrified a few years ago, um, probably a, bit, a little bit over a decade. And now, now those people that have bought in these places got a wake-up call because well, surprise, surprise, gangs have resurrected from the dead and uh, homelessness is a humongous problem in the Los Angeles area right now. And I mean huge. I'm not talking about just, you know, something, you know, that, you know, one tent every other, you know, five miles, 10 miles. No, it's tent city. And I don't care where you're living at in Los Angeles. Your home could be valued at two, 
at 1 million, 2 million, 3 million, up to 5 million, uh, for example, here on Abbott Kinney, and your neighbors are going to be gang members, drug dealers, and tents, tents everywhere. So do your homework before you, you know, decide to take that job offer in L.A., and then you get hit with this. And I'm telling you something, uh, these investors and these people that thought, you know, yeah, it's, it's, the, the value is right, it's next to a beach, they have no clue. And if they sign the dotted line, they're definitely regretting it. But, and I don't want to touch on some other stuff, because Abbott Kenny didn't just get like this overnight. Echo Park, I mean, they spent millions, millions of dollars to fixing Echo Park. And, um, well, <laughs> it sucks now. I mean, what else am I going to use? What other words am I going to use for that? It sucks. That's the reality. You got places like Atwater, right? That, that was like a junkyard in the 80s. And they fixed it up. And now, now, you got some homelessness happening there. And, and, and pretty soon, you know, <laughs> we need to have a community check. And this is, and I'm going to share with you from a former gang gang uh, member's perspective on, on things that you can do as an individual for your community, for this community check. Uh, just recently, a day or two, in New Iberia, Louisiana, two men uh, who work for a sanitation company we're in route, you know, doing their daily thing early in the morning. And there was a Amber Alert um, that came into their phones. You know, you, you get those now, right? Um, pretty sure your provider uh, allows those Amber Alerts to come through. They're important because it could be someone's child. Uh, it could be, you know, it could be your child. And you would want that Amber Alert on everybody's phone. Trust me, you would. Um, I, when I get them, I look at them. I look at the license plate. I try to memorize the, the three or four digits, the last digits, at the very least. That's important. I look at the vehicle. Uh, I'm that guy. I'm that guy that I'm looking. I'm looking at everything. Because if I'm driving, I want that in the back of my mind, that if I see it, um, I want to do something about it. We're talking about kids here now. So uh, anyone that listens to me that, that still has a gang mentality, miss me with that. Uh, you know, oh, you, we just don't tell. No, that's a kid. That, those are babies. Those are kids that are being kidnapped. And you got to speak and defend those that can't defend themselves. And if it was your kid, you would want me, someone like me, and somebody that's alert and, you know, is up on game to make sure that your kid arrives in your arms safely. So that gang mentality and all that that all that dumb prison stuff that you know we don't tell, we don't forget about that. That that dies right there. These are kids we're talking about. So these two sanitation workers 
Wow, man. I, you know what? I'm not gonna even say. Let me let me play the the clip for you because it's um it's awesome. And then I'll go into some details here. But listen to this. On their Monday morning trash route, two sanitation workers in New Iberia made an observation, saving a missing 10-year-old girl. I just seen this gray car parked in the field. There was a dude who had a little 10-year-old girl. I just saved that little girl's life, bro. I just saved that little girl's life, bro. Thank God, bro. Dion Merrick and Brandon Antoine work for Pelican Waste. As Merrick explains in this Facebook Live video, they received an Amber Alert in the middle of the night on their phones for a 10-year-old girl who was believed to be abducted Sunday afternoon. Around 7 a.m., they recognized the car in question. And some told me, bro. Some told me. Like, just look. I said, what the car, what that car doing? Where it ducked off in the field like that? They pulled the garbage truck over to the wrong side of the highway to block it in and called 911. Yeah, make sure you couldn't get out. This Facebook Live video now has hundreds of thousands of views with comments on their heroic actions. Many, including the St. John the Baptist Parish Sheriff, offering to buy the men lunch. I was just doing my job, man. I was just doing my job. And actually came across somebody. We needed help, bro. We got me tearing up right now, dog. The New Iberia Police Department says 33-year-old Michael Serial was arrested for aggravated kidnapping. The 10-year-old girl, whose identity we are no longer sharing, is safe. Hey, God, bro. That's why I say, man, that man is real. A lot of people don't believe in him, but hey, they need to stop believing in him, cuz. The men told me over the phone they've since been in touch with the girl's family, who is overwhelmingly grateful. It's just an emotional time right now throughout the city. We're just happy they found the little girl. Merrick hopes his story reminds others to stay focused. I'm just so happy and blessed that I actually, you know, seen the car and we actually you know responded like we were supposed to respond after their heroic actions it was back to work to finish their shift came through bro saved the life bro and the little girl back to her family always a positive we got her erica ferrando eyewitness news and that's what i mean about community check being alert being involved in your community and you don't wait until it gets out of hand. You become proactive before the problem even begins, even, even before it gets there. That's how you do it. And God bless these two guys, man, that, you know, were looking at their surroundings. They were aware of their surroundings. And all it took is for one of them to, to look and say, that doesn't look right. That doesn't look right. And thank God they pulled over. And I love that 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 they were they they went beyond the call. Because you know what they did? They they put their garbage truck on the on the road blocking the drive, the driveway into this like it, it's it, if you look at the video, you could it's it's very easy, you'll see it. And you'll see that that there's there's this little road in the middle of nowhere. If you go to YouTube, it's sanitation workers find missing girl suspect after Amber Alert. Type that in on, on the keyword and on YouTube and you'll see the video yourself. You'll see the pictures on there. Very remote area, very just desolate. Uh, you know, dry brush and, and horn yards. And I don't know where there's this Nissan, this, this car. And because he was aware... Because he was community 
checking. He was checking his community. He runs into the very kidnapper of that 10-year-old girl. Tell me if you're a dad out there. Tell me, what do you think about these two dudes, these sanitation workers? If that was your 10-year-old daughter, you would be weeping at their shoulders, thanking God for them. That they were there at the right time, that they didn't just ignore the the the, the suspicion of a of a car in the middle of nowhere, and that they did something about it. They called 911 and booyah, homeboy gets busted. And, and I love that they put the truck right there so he couldn't go nowhere. And there was nowhere to go. I mean, it, 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 that kind of car is not going to drive on, on, on wooded area. It'll get stuck. They thought, they thought through, how are we going to stop homeboy? And that little girl was rescued by these two guys. Outstanding, man. Outstanding. And I'm going to give you some some tips. You know, not too long ago, um, I was here working late night, and uh, we were uh, uh, my editor, uh, my friend editor, that he's the one that does all the uh, uh, editing of the of the um, of the video footage that we take here for the podcast. And we were working here at night, and we went outside. We took a drive. I think we went to Chick Fil A or something. It was really late. And uh, as we as we were driving out, I see this guy that I hadn't seen before around our studio, and it was late, and he looked a little shady. And you know, we pulled out of the driveway, and he looked at me. He knew that I had seen something that I didn't, you know, didn't, you know. I guess I had a certain look in my face or something like that. And he says, uh, you think he's a little suspicious? I said, I think he's very suspicious. So we ran around the block, right? And I kept staring at him. Went around the block and I went, came right back. And I slowed the car down on purpose and I looked at him. And I wouldn't get my eyes off of him. And I said to him, hey, what's up, brother? What's going on? And he kind of just like nodded at me and kept walking. Now, there's a reason why I did that. There's a reason why I did that. I'm going to explain why I did that. When you're looking at your community, when you're checking your community, your surroundings, where you live, it's important when you see someone suspicious that you don't avoid it, that you don't kind of look the other way. The one thing that criminals hate is to be able is for you to be able to describe them. Here's my here's my uh, two senses for you, and this is what I do. I make sure that I look at somebody. I look at them dead in the eye because I know that they don't like someone looking at them, especially if they have some kind of, you know agenda up their sleeve, some criminal activity that, you know, they're scoping out the area, they're looking at, you know, vulnerability, they're looking at uh, a weak situation, weak individuals, and that's that's when they break in, this is when they go into your home, and they don't care if you're in there, they don't care who's, you know, 
the that's that's just the criminal mentality. But they hate when you look at them. I used to hate when somebody would look at me. And I, you know, in fact, I would make sure that people didn't look at me. But you need to be grown up, alert, aware, and check your community. And when someone is out of place, when something looks suspicious, when someone looks, you know, like they're up to no good, look at them square and dead in the eye. And you can be friendly doing this. You could just say something like, hey, how's it going? Beautiful weather. Isn't it nice out here now? And what that's going to do is you're going to draw their attention to you. They're, they're going to they're gonna have to like make up their mind, dang it. Do I, have to, do I turn and say something to them or do I ignore it? And if they ignore it, they're definitely 100% we're about to commit a crime. And if they look at you, guess what's going to happen? They're not going to pick your block again. Most likely, they'll go look to see someone in someone else, some other block where people are sleeping. Oh, they're awake, but they're sleeping. You know what I'm talking about? They're not aware of their surroundings. They don't, they don't community check. They don't, they don't, they're, they're, they're afraid to say something they're, and they become victims. This is a time that you have to be very active in your community. You got to draw their attention. Here's another thing that you could do. Cooperate with your local law enforcement. Cooperate with them. This is so important. The reason why neighborhoods get out of hand is for several reasons, and they're pretty simple. When you refuse to befriend law enforcement in your community, you can't blame the police for, for you know, not helping you out. You can't blame them. And, and by the way, they're going to they're gonna help you out regardless of how you view them. That's their, their oath that they're sworn to, to protect and serve, and, and they're going to do that. But how much more and what great help that is when you become a bridge between the community and, law, and your local law enforcement, and you, you, they, they know that you're going to be on their side. And you're going to cooperate with them. You're going to befriend them. You know, there was a time when police officers used to go in, in homes uh, invited by neighbors for cookies and milk, for a cup of coffee. And they would patrol the streets. There was a time that looked like that. They don't do that anymore because there's such a, a, a demonic, you know, outlash against law enforcement, which is absolutely wrong. And if you're a Christian, you, you know, shame on you. You shouldn't be doing that at all, at all. Staying quiet, that never helps. That never helps. Uh, intimidation, gangs love intimidating an entire community. If they can make you shut up, Oh, they're gonna they're they're forget it. Your your freedom is gone. You're gonna be scared every time you walk out that door. And I remember, man, I remember, you know, 30, 40, 50 of us outside of somebody's building. And you can see the fear and the torment 
in people's body language, in their eyes. How did it get so out of hand? I'll tell you exactly what, what happened, what took place. People decided to do nothing about their community till it was too late. They tried to fix it when it was too late. It first starts at home, absolutely, 100%. Absent fathers, mothers that, aren't paying, that are not paying attention, <clears throat> no discipline in the household, that's, that's where it starts, right? And then it seeps outside of the streets, and the next thing you know, <clears throat> well, there's dope dealing, now there's sex trafficking, all in the open, and there's gangs. Did you know that in Los Angeles, I mean, I just did an episode not too long ago where the homicide rate had just uh, doubled. And just this morning, guess what the news was? That the homicide rate had just tripled in, in, in weeks. Within weeks, homicides have now tripled. Here's another reason why it gets out of hand in communities. <clears throat> you keep putting people in, politicians, that just want your vote, but not your well-being. Let me say that again. You keep putting politicians that just want your vote, but not your well-being. You keep repeating, letting them in, and they're just sucking the blood out of the taxpayer in that city. And the city looks like an actual garbage dump. Well, take a drive to Venice Beach. Take a drive to through Los Angeles Street in downtown LA or anywhere in Los Angeles in downtown. People have invested in these communities. They've brought such culture and beauty. They, 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 they I mean, they, the buildings look beautiful like in, like in the 1920s. And just like that, man, it looks like garbage, right, when they walk outside. Crime, boom, up. Why? Because you keep putting the same dirty politicians in those offices. That's why. And you expect change? You expect real, authentic change? Listen, Democrats have been, been, they have been in charge of Los Angeles for decades. And you have spurts and moments where there's a beautification of it. And then, then it's downhill from there. You got guys like, and I'm going to keep on picking on this new DA, this Gascon guy. Every day he's on the news. Every day, some family member that has lost their loved one to, again, killing, a random shooting, a robbery gone wrong. And now this guy says, well, no, I don't want my DAs at, a, at parole hearings. I don't want uh, uh, anyone anyone to, 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 to go to a parole, parole hearing that was on any case. And thank God that an actual judge has just struck that down. Because this dude's out of hand. But you just, you took Lacey out, right? You, you took Lacey out, who was doing a tremendous job in Los Angeles. 
and you put this bozo, and there goes L.A. And crime is now up all over again. And it's going to keep going on. It's going to go up and up and up. You know why? Until we get brain cells that actually work in Los Angeles and we stop playing this political just dumbness, this game, and we start putting responsible people. Listen to me. <laughs> this is coming from a, a former gang leader here. Stop putting Democrats in Los Angeles. It hasn't worked out for us. That's the reality. That's why it looks like a pile of just garbage. How do you expect something to change if you keep putting and electing these officials that could care less about your well-being? I can go on and on about this. And, 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 <laughs> it's crazy, man. It, it's nuts. But how do you, where do you fit in the picture? You check your community. That's how you do it. We, 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 we raise children to understand responsibility, to respect authority. We take kids to church to learn God's word, his order. And then, then the results are, then you'll see the, the results starting to change. Until then, let me know how that works. But we have a humongous problem. There's another video that's very popular out there right now. That's, um, you know, <laughs> this guy, uh, again, this is a different guy. And pretty much the, the, the videos are the, um, pretty, pretty similar to one, one from the other. The one from uh, Abbott Kinney and this other guy who uh, moves into Hollywood, West Hollywood. And right off of the 101 freeway, oh my goodness. It, it, it's it's like a big, it, it's piles, piles of dirt, debris, you name it. it. I mean, there's, somebody has defecated on the sidewalks. There's the, the smell of urine all, all over the place. And, and if you know Los Angeles, that's another expensive area to live in. I think rent right there is about, I don't know. A studio apartment will run you about two grand. A studio, not a one bedroom, a studio. And that's on the cheap end. That's on the cheap end. Why would I spend $2,000 on a studio? And as I walk out, there's some guy, several of them, shooting. Shooting themselves up with who knows what. Why would I want to pay for that? Los Angeles, we could do better, but it can't it can't get better until each individual in Los Angeles starts to take responsibility of their own actions. Starts at home, being responsible at home, taking care of our kids, spending time with our kids. Man, I love you know. Right after this episode, I'm going to pick up my my son and go watch him practice football. I sit there for two hours just watching them. Love it. I enjoy it. 
And right now, I got to sit in the parking lot and watch him from the parking lot. And he knows I'm watching because we can't go in right now, right? But I, I sit there and I watch him. And he knows I'm watching him. I'm enjoying every single bit of it, you know, that I get to watch him play football or practice. For those of you that are out there, it starts at the home and you need to start spending time with your, your sons and your daughters so that they do not get indoctrinated by stupidity. And then we need to be very aware of our surroundings. Be proactive. Look at someone that looks suspicious right dead in the eye. Hey, how's it going? Isn't it awesome today? It's beautiful. That's letting them know. I saw you. I know what you look like. And if anything anything shady happens around here, I got a full description of you. That, my friend, will change your block. But if you don't do that, if you don't do that, it'll spiral out of control. And the next thing you know, it's just going to be too late. I hope that I helped you today to just be aware. Thank God for those two sanitary uh, sanitation workers who were up on game. And uh, now there's a 10-year-old back in her home in her parents' arms. Thank God for that, man. I, I don't know what I would do if um, my, my kid ended up missing. I, you know, I, I, I'd come unglued. Man, thank God. Thank God that that 10-year-old uh, little, little girl is back safe and home. Hey, Los Angeles. Thank you so much for hearing me out and my rambling here. I'm just trying to educate the community. And I think I have the resources to do so. I think because of my background, I can speak on certain things that the common man can't. And I want to thank you for those of you that have a heart, a willing heart to help me out in this podcast, to sponsor it. You know, it's very easy. You could PayPal me uh, to keep this show going on. Uh, very easy. Go to PayPal and punch in my email, which is kcdiaz72 at gmail.com. And you could put your donation there. Um, or you could also Venmo as well. And if you'd like to send a check, well, then just uh, go to my email, uh, kcds72 at gmail.com, and email me. Let me know uh, that you want to send in your donation via check, and I'll give you the address, and you could do that. But thank you so much for your, your time. Thank you for listening to me. Oh, by the way, I also wanted to, Give a shout out to Nielsen Arms. If you're out there and you're looking for um, uh, to buy a, a defense weapon uh, uh, for your home or to practice or, you know, you, you want to learn about uh, firearms and all that stuff, he's licensed. And his shop is in the San Fernando Valley. You can Google him, Nielsen Arms. Lonnie Nielsen will help you out. Uh, great guy. He supports this podcast and... Uh, I want to make sure that you um, check him out and, and, and see, uh, give him a try, you know, pick his brain. The guy's an incredible guy that, that knows this stuff. Los Angeles, make sure that you keep Jesus first. Love you guys. Till next time. God bless you.